All right, welcome to this Kansas City Star Sports Beat podcast. I'm Sam McDowell, sports writer with the Star, here with Ike Oparo, sporting Kansas City defender, back for another week. Ike, uh, it's playoff week this week. Thanks a lot for joining and still making the time for us. Yeah, playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> we did it. We're in the playoffs. Feels nice. <laughs> so we're actually, for the first time since we started this podcast, I think it's been a couple months now, but we're, we're finally going to actually talk some soccer today because it's the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So let's... Talk more about just as as a team and, and specific professional athletes, how you guys deal with the playoffs. Let's start with the mindset first. Uh, I know that the process always wants to be the same and what's been working for you guys during the regular season, but I'm guessing that's easier said than done. A lot easier said than done. Uh, I, I think every team and every you know team has a different culture and organization and, and, and you know, model and methods. Uh, I can only I'm gonna, I'm I'm only going to speak for you know ourselves and our sporting uh, and trying to uh, you know how we approach the playoffs and I, I, well, I guess before I even get into that it felt good to just sit back last night and watch the games <laughs> and not have to worry about a knockout round yeah. game. Uh, I was kicking my feet up finally with a big <laughs> smile. Just what did you do? You just sat there in front of the TV and watched the games? Yeah, posted up. Yeah, got in some recovery mode. Uh, got in the boots. These recovery boots, uh, compression, whatever. That's not important. But just watch the games as a, as a you know as a little bit of a fan, but more so just to study opponents and see who we might play. And uh, you know tonight I'm going to do the same with LAFC. Uh, it's all like. So I, I warned you before this podcast, but I think we might actually have a question. That's the first one that you're not going to answer on this podcast but did you have any sort of rooting interest last night or tonight no I didn't I just honestly it's playoffs is such a crapshoot uh really I was I was correct in my predictions though uh, I okay. think I, I'm, I'm you feel out of bracket no 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 okay. in my head or okay. you know, I speak to a couple of guys on the team who we think might win but um, other than that no just sitting back and you know trying to you know, do a little bit of scouting and just enjoy the enjoy the playoffs because it's a different feeling uh, in the air and kind of your first question about um, you know do we do we try to do anything different the answer is no we don't try to do anything different but at the same time uh, it's the playoffs and there's just something different about it uh, you know the air feels more crisp in the fall time <laughs> uh, guys are excited guys are ready to get going and uh, you know, I think for us, it's been nice that you know we finally avoided our knockout round game, and it feels like you're in the playoffs because, you know, I think if you look at it, uh, the last few years, you know, we, we get knocked out of the, uh, the knockout round game, and our season only went longer, you know, four, three, four days longer than you know the last place team yeah. or whoever didn't make the playoffs. And it's always been, almost been a little bit more like a play-in game. Yeah, really, yeah. it is, and it's kind of it's like baseball. You play 162 games, yeah. and you get in the wild card it's game. Like the wild card game. Yeah, yeah, you lose one game. It's like, were you actually really in the playoffs? You know, it feels like you didn't even get a chance to participate. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's what guys are really excited about. We get to have more training sessions. We get to spend more time together and and do other things we need to do to try to win games. But uh, we really feel like we're in the playoffs now, and you know we gotta have to. Uh, and it's easier. Because because you have more time uh, sure. to prepare, and you, you can keep your normal weeks uh, or training week, as opposed to you know three days later you got to play in a, a playing game. If you're on the road, you're you're traveling anyway, so yeah. you're not really uh, you're not really you know getting better as a team. The one thing that's been interesting to me is you guys have a very sort of, I guess, loose locker room, loose clubhouse, sort of so to speak, in the sense that there's. It's it's there, there's a lot of lighthearted moments, you know. Mm-hmm. You guys, I mean, heck, yesterday for for Halloween, you guys all dressed up in the morning of, <laughs> and it, it, you got a playoff match in, in mm-hmm. a few days. And today, even I, I I still noticed that there's you know just that same sort of atmosphere. Do you feel like that at all helps you this time of year? The fact that it 
if anything, it, it doesn't make it just all mind-consuming about the, the match that, you're, that you've got. Definitely, and I think it's a fine line. Uh, we, we, we know when to turn it on, and we know we have to turn it on, and we're not taking this time of, the year, for, uh, this time of year for granted because uh, they're important games, and you can't lose your focus. Even though you know we had a little fun yesterday with Halloween, we still can't. Actually, I thought it was one of our better sessions really? we've had in the last couple of weeks. I mean, guys are, are locked in and tuned in, and we're, we're, we're really excited moving forward. Uh, and yeah, it, it's, it's, it's fun to be a part of. And uh, again, I, I think at this time of the year, you shouldn't need extra motivation. It's, it's live or die. And uh, it's kind of like what I told the guys last year, a little bit different setting, you know, with the knockout round as opposed to two-legged tie. Uh, it was, guys, we just got to keep advancing because no one wants to work out and run on their own in the off season for two months. <laughs> we keep practicing, we're all good. So, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those mindsets of, you know, we get another practice, we keep going, we keep going, and the further we go, you know, I think the more enjoyable uh, it is, you know, in, even when we get into the off season. Now you have guys on this team that, you know, I'd, I'd have to look back through their complete history, but I'm guessing have never played in a playoff mm. format at all. Is that a discussion that you have with those guys? Yeah, but I think we do a pretty good job here. We educate, you know, the, I mean, it's typically foreigners who, who yeah. have no idea. I mean, I, mean, I would even, assume even like a Johnny Russell has just been, yeah. always been playing in a non-playoff league. Yeah, I mean, really the only thing would be, you know, fighting for promotion or something along those sure. lines or maybe, you know, Cup ties, or if you're in Spain, the Copa del Rey or whatever, mm -hmm. or FA Cup, you know, quick and easy or, or, or easy knockout round kind of types. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, nothing truly, I think, in, in the form of a playoff, I don't, I don't think. I'm not sure about Belgium and Johan, but. Uh, and so, I mean, even, even the college guys, you know, they, they grew oh, up sure. in America, so they're accustomed to at least they know what the playoff system is and just look at sports mm -hmm. across North America. Uh, or I guess, you know, I guess you know, North America, Canada's involved there. Yeah. Uh, so um, it's it's just we, I think like I said we do, we do a pretty good job of educating early on in the preseason and you know going throughout the year. They ask questions and we you know we we, we, we discuss you know what scenarios and uh, I think it's pretty easy when you know they hear the word or <laughs> the pretty easy trigger words to, to react when you hear buy. They ask what's a buy mean and yeah. then you, you go from there. Or, <laughs> Uh, then they they're like, what's a one a, a wild card round? And then we tell them what that is, and then we it's pretty easy from there to say, oh, it's a, a knockout round after that, or a two legged tie. Um, and then actually the confusing part sometimes is actually telling them that the team with the highest points hosts the final. Yeah. Uh, because sometimes I don't know, it gets maybe lost in translation, but uh, it can be uh, an interesting conversation. And sometimes they look at me with a confused look, but. Uh, for the most part, it, it, they understand it, and they're, they're excited for it. It's something a lot of them haven't tried. Yeah, let's get in a little bit to the format because that's that's always been – I mean, MLS has tinkered its playoff format probably just three or four times even since you've been in, mm -hmm. in this league. But what do you feel about the, the current format as it is? And the, there's a lot of different elements to it. First of all, six teams getting in. You've got just the knockout round as a one match. Then you've got the two-game aggregate that you talked about, which will put you guys as the top seed on the road for your first playoff match. Right. And then you obviously you've got the MLS Cup as another one-off game. Yeah, it's a lot to dissect uh, because you know, do you? I mean, you can start with is it too long? Is it too short? You know, the, the there's usually a FIFA day, international date in there. Yeah. How do you get around that? Or should everything be, uh, you know, a single elimination with the home seed always hosting? Uh, or you know, does the is it an advantage with the with their away goal rule? Is there an advantage for the with the lower seed hosting first? Uh, so I don't I don't really know. Um, I, I I do think they they fixed one of the big issues, which was when the East 
would be playing the West in like the first round, mm-hmm. and it was like, how does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that that was sorted out. Um, and from there, I'm not really sure how uh, you know I feel about it, the the current format, just because. It's, it's just kind of it's it's what they you guys are just told proposed. something and right you just just you got to deal with it right I mean if they yeah. if they if they were the next year to say everything single elimination okay like uh, I don't really know you know what the the advantage disadvantage would be uh, to if you change um, you know any of those I mean maybe you would allow more leeway for the you know maybe a team to uh, pick where they want to, no because that wouldn't maybe make sense but a team to pick. You know, if they wanted to host the game first they're, they're of the yeah. of the two-legged tie, uh, I'm sure that would be difficult with logistics, uh, organizations, you know, marketing, and, and whatnot. Sure. For the so, I, I'm not really sure what the right answer would be. Um, I, I do think my preference would be to not have that international break, though, for sure. I don't know how we would get around that. Whether that would be to you know, Shorten the playoffs, right. maybe of some sort, yeah. Right, uh, or you know, move it up. Uh, I guess you couldn't really move it up. Uh, I mean, really, unless you move the season up uh, or cut the off season a bit. So, I'm not sure really what the answer uh, that, but that would be my preference was would be to not have that break because that kills momentum. Yeah, for you for know, sure. players, fans, the league. I'm sure uh, it really does kind of throw a wrench in things. Yeah, and the the one thing that that. I'm not a huge fan of is the the two game series, and I I don't really think it makes a lot of sense to play one game and then play a couple of two game series mm-hmm. and then go back to the one game right. format. I, I think by playing the MLS Cup final as a one game format, you're sort of announcing that you think that's the best way to determine the best team and the, the champion. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then why not use that format all the all the way through? Uh, the the two games I just I don't know that it rewards the the regular you've got a 34 game regular season it's a super long season you know that better than I do I mean you go from March through October and if you're going to play that long of a regular season I think there needs to be a lot of weight given to that even if it obviously isn't just crowning the regular season the champion is the champion right. as a lot of the European leagues do but at least that's why I'd like to see if, if it's single elimination and, for example, you guys are the one seed this year, and if you're just playing the home game, that's a lot bigger of an advantage right. than I think you know, the two-game series is. Yeah, I think with the funnel, kind of what you mentioned, obviously that's the, that's the advantage you get is by having the, a better regular season uh, if you're you know, the one seed or yeah. the Sports Shield winner. So I, I guess that's why they, they leave it at a one-game one series or one-game championship. Um, you know, I, 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 I hear that point. Um, and I... You know, I'm I'm okay with the two-legged tie. I mean, I, I do think it is a little funky having a one, a one-game wall card and then two-legged tie, two-legged tie, one-game yeah. final. Uh, but I'm I'm for the most part okay with it. I I hate the away goal rule. Okay. Uh, I do. I think just for entertainment, it changes the whole dynamic of of yeah. a, it. Just I don't really understand the advantage of throwing in the away goal rule either because it seems like to me, you know the. There is a little bit of an exciting element of the extra time, and right. and I know the uh, the goal is certainly to avoid PKs. You don't want PKs, and I'm sure as players, you guys don't want penalty kicks deciding who advances or whether or not your season's going to end. There definitely is within that 30 minutes. There's there's a lot of action compacted within those 30 minutes of extra time mm-hmm. because you guys are trying to avoid yeah. penalty kicks. It seems like. Yeah, and I also think it's just now from a fan perspective or. Well, you know, being a player, you see a lot of teams go defensive mm-hmm. when they go on the road and hope for a counter. It, it, it's not very attractive. 
right. attractive to watch, and it's not fun to watch most of the time. I mean, there's some series that are, that are exciting regardless of, of that fact, but it does change the dynamic of teams, you know, getting one goal and sitting, and, and teams aren't aggressive, um, and the home team's trying to push, and then but they're also not being as aggressive as they should be at home because they're scared of their away goal uh, again. So it changes up the whole – it's just it, – it, it kind of – it's just completely different in the regular season right. because, um, you know, it, you play one way the whole regular season and then you get to the playoffs and you kind of adjust, uh, in, in my opinion, in a negative sense. Um, and I don't know, it's it's one of those things. And I get it. And, and I don't know, I think MLS is unique in the sense that we, I like to say the one thing about MLS, the one rule, that there are no rules. Uh, they just <laughs> kind of make up as they go. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of evidence to that. But... Uh, then there are times that you know they follow you know traditional I guess FIFA rules or, or sure. traditional you know soccer rules around the world, and it's like well, you know we do so many different things, uh, so many things different art. So why you know why assimilate to some rules that you know I think were were beneficial to MLS that you switched to you know go towards FIFA in, in a sense. But I don't know. It's you just you you, you play the game and you know you see just yeah you just play the game. Hey, it's Blair Kirkhoff, and if you're listening to this, you love Kansas City sports, whether it's the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting, Mizzou, KU, or K-State, and no one covers these teams like the Kansas City Star. If you currently subscribe to the paper or have a digital subscription, thank you for your support. And if you don't, here's a great offer. It's called Sports Pass, unlimited digital access to every sports story and video on KansasCity.com. And it's just $30 for the first year. It's the best sports value in town. Just eight cents a day or two fifty a month. You can't beat that. Subscribe now at KansasCity.com/sportspass. There, there's so many more scenarios and strategy that it seems like comes in because of the, the way the two-game series, which obviously is going to be your conference semifinals, regardless of who you play on Sunday and then the following Sunday at home. But uh, how much more are you guys, without giving away exactly what the details of those conversations are, how much more are you guys just talking about if this happens, this is how we have to adjust, and if this happens, this is how you have to adjust? Yeah, you kind of go by we're – we're a team that communicates and, and, and talks literally about everything. Um, and so we know what to do and kind of hints at what I mentioned. If we're up our goal, mm-hmm. you know – do we stay as aggressive or right. do we stay true to what we've getting, done? Getting or? the first goal in an away match, especially when the away goal is a tiebreaker, right. is a huge deal. Right, and it, it's you know it, it's one of those that I'm not, I don't love that that aspect of it, but it is unfortunately how it is. Um, or you know if if we're down a goal, you can't really risk yourself all that much because at the same time you know you have a, another leg at home. So right. do you do you play as aggressive or you know do you stay again conservative uh and so i think with in-game scenarios uh we we discuss you know how you know how we should approach a game and how smart we need to be uh in that first leg and then after the first leg we'll reassess and revisit you know what we need to do going into the second leg sure no that's always been one of the most interesting things about the game to me is you know in basketball you get timeouts right and and football, you know, the whole offense is on the side of the field yeah. talking to the coach at times. I mean, heck, with with the Chiefs, a lot of times we see Andy Reid just sitting next to Patrick Mahomes on the bench during the middle of the game, talking strategy. And 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 baseball, obviously, there's so much downtime. But 
and soccer, you guys have to prepare for those situations, and mm-hmm. you guys, as, amongst yourselves as players, have to have to sort of figure things out. Yeah, and, and we, our staff does a really good job of preparing us. Um, and at the same time, you know, we've, we've been playing this game all our lives sure. since we were three or four, and we've watched tons of games, tons of games that have had different scenarios. So as players, you should know uh, what you need to do uh, in the first leg, depending on what the scoreline is, and in the second leg, depending on what the scoreline is. So, um, you know, we won't – we don't hammer it home as, you know, as all too much, but we, we definitely do discuss – you know, in some variations, you know, or some sort of format, you know, what we're going to, or whatever it is that's that game is, you know, whatever's happening in that game. You guys, uh, for sure, regardless of what happens in that first leg, are going to get a play back at mm-hmm. home for the first time since 2013. I know that's a phrase that you guys are really tired of hearing, yeah. but what's just the excitement level of uh, anticipation of playing inside Children's Mercy Park for a playoff game again? Yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, really, the, the Open Cup final that we had here last year was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and that's it's gonna, and I imagine it to be the same exact feel. Uh, if not, you know, a little bit even better. Um, it, it's tough because you come here for a trophy, you know, the intensity of the environment was 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 exciting, and there, sometimes it was very tense, and I think it'll be the same way, um, you know, as we host that playoff game, depending on what the result is of the first sure. leg as well. So uh, we're excited to get back home and, you know, play in front of our fans uh, for, you know, our first home playoff game in quite some time, it feels like. So, um, yeah, we're excited. And, and, I think as you drive up to that, drive up to the stadium, it's really gonna be. You know, you're gonna get the goosebumps. Yeah. You're gonna, you're gonna get that, that feeling inside your bones, and you're gonna be ready to rock as soon as you get out there for warmups. What What sort of amazes me is that the way that you guys are built as players, it seems like a lot of you still get nervous before mm-hmm. big matches, even if it doesn't affect you within the match. Is that even more the case for, for playoff games and the bigger the match is? Yeah, I would, I would assume the bigger the match, the, the more, you know, nerves are, you know, guys experience. Um, you know, I, I think for myself, uh, the nerves that if I ever have uh, or the anxiety that, you know, I might get is because, uh, you know, it's because we, we, I want to be successful and I want to help the team get results. It's never because I'm scared to make a mistake sure. or uh, scared of losing. It's, you know, I want to get going because, you know, I want to do everything I can to be successful and help the team be successful. Uh, and so I think guys just have different, you know, different reasons of why they get their nerves or anxiety or whatever the case. But, yeah, I, I, it's amazing, you know, guys that play at all levels, uh, national team, World Cups, whatever it be, and you know, I think they still, get, still feel yeah, it. yeah. It's yeah. I mean, I and some of it's just adrenaline. I mean, really, you can't do anything about it. You, I mean, I think when when that dies, uh, you know, it's time to call it a yeah. career. To be honest, yeah. um, one of the things though that that might help you in that sense is the past couple matches, the past few matches, and at least the last two at home. Uh, it's there's been a little bit of a different energy even mm-hmm. within the crowd. I mean the Galaxy game that yeah. crowd I thought was the best crowd you guys have had all season, and I thought the LAFC crowd had a lot of energy as well. You guys played two huge road matches at, at Vancouver and mm-hmm. FC Dallas and got wins in both of those. I know the playoffs are a different animal, but it seems like maybe those matches might help you sort of build to what what you're facing this month. Yeah, and with the Cauldron and uh, both of those last uh, two away games, I mean, our fans have been instrumental to our success this year, and they've been behind us all year, and uh, they they provide us a certain level of comfort when we play at home, and it's been, you know, one that we can't overstate how, how much and how important they've been to us. 
Uh, and so we know if we just – if we – moving forward in these playoffs, if we put ourselves in a good position when we're on the road, we can come home to our, you know, friendly confines and you know, hopefully have – you know, not, not hopefully. I know we'll have the, the support and backing of our, of our fans and um, – it, it, and that's and they push us on, and I think that helps us. I mean, it helps really. It does helps us get results or push on. Maybe we runs where maybe we're too tired, or you know, when we're down or so or something, you know, pushes forward, or, or maybe when we're up, trying to lock it down because they, you know, they're, they're screaming and shouting. And uh, I'm very appreciative, and I can speak. And this is one of the moments I can speak for all the guys <laughs> in the locker room is uh, we we are all very appreciative of our, of our fan base and, and what they've done for us. The last thing I wanted to ask you about is, you know, the, the past few seasons as you guys enter the playoffs, it, it's been a little bit of trying to turn things around. This year, you guys already made that that shift this month. Does that factor in at all to, to when you head into the playoffs? Um, I, I think, if anything, it just, you know, I, I think we're in good form. And we're, we have momentum. Um, and, and I think that's the, really the, the big thing to take away from that. Um, Do you believe that that carries over from – because some some athletes yeah. I talk to and they don't really believe in momentum. No, and some and, and I think and it's funny you said I think that for myself I I, I throw the last game out usually, okay. and more so when you lose, <laughs> I throw it out. Yeah. I'm like, all right, it's time to get this thing, get back on the on the horse and get 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 this thing going again. Yeah. I literally go into every game thinking we're gonna win and expecting to win. Regardless of you know when we had bad stretches, it was okay. This is gonna be our time to to mm-hmm. correct it and get our get our new streak. Uh, Just always been that way. Always for me. Okay. But when you're amongst the team, sometimes it feels like you. you I mean, I won't say. I, I think I'm exaggerating here, but like you're the only one, or like yeah. there's only a few, few people that really feel that way. Just unspoken, you can sort of right. sense it. Yeah, it's just like oh, we're still upset, still from the last game. Okay, well we're upset. Well, let's. Let's correct it this game, and let's mm-hmm. use whatever anger or whatever motivation we have to to you know get on the win or to win a game and mm-hmm. you know start a streak from there. Uh, but sometimes it's just the quiet confidence, and sometimes you know you can mistake in quiet confidence for you know a guy's down or uh-huh. uh, and so it, it it's it sometimes feels a little tricky. But for me, it's I've always had that mindset when I lose or tie. All right, time to get back on the wagon. We're gonna win. Uh, even when, like we went last year, Houston, I expected to win. The Houston game on the road, even though we, I think we only had two games or two wins on the road and yeah. a bunch of ties. But I was like, all right, well, I think we're gonna win this. Oh. <laughs> I never once doubted we weren't, uh, and so I don't know. It's uh, it's 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 actually a very interesting mindset uh, for me because I don't know. I just I think a lot of people maybe feel that way, but maybe don't say it or sure. know, or present it where it comes off that way. Sure, but I'm guessing it. So maybe it's just more the fact that what might be beneficial is. You guys have been playing well and, and feel like you're just in a good form. Yeah, and I think that that, that always provides in a level of easy confidence. Uh, you know, I think guys, it's really easy when you're winning to to stay up and stay stay in a good mood and stay true to what you know. I think that's for all athletes across the board. Uh, it's when you lose and you know, some might question or question why you why you lost or question you know tactics or uh, whatever refer whatever the case. Um, but I think when you're winning, you 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 tend to overlook or maybe sometimes uh, throw some things under the rug that aren't at, deemed as important. Whereas yeah. if you lost, you would deem it very important. Um, you know, I think again, the staff does a really good job of never really trying to throw things under the rug. But you know, you're able to overlook one mistake that didn't yeah. lead to a goal <laughs> sure. uh, when you win, as opposed to if you didn't. So I don't know. It's 
uh, it's always easy when you're winning. So, so all these teams in the playoffs you guys have played fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Now, when you face a team in the playoffs, does the previous what's going on during the season really matter at all? I guess it just depends who you ask. Um, I think you can maybe take uh, – sometimes looking at the scoreline is – is the incorrect way of viewing, uh, okay. you know, a, a potential team. It's more so, you know, how the, you know, the, how the, how the how the script of the game went. Okay. Um, because I think there were plenty of results this year that we we played much better than the opponent. We didn't get the result. And you know, if he just wrote and said, "Oh, they've lost four straight against so and so team," I was like, "Well, we played them really good. You know, three games, three of those four games, we probably couldn't, should have won." Uh, I know we didn't, but I feel really good about our chances kind of thing. Whereas, you know, if you lost, you know, those four games, you got really dominated. That's a completely different mindset within, you know, those losses. But um, I think more so you look at, you know, how the, how the you know, however many times you play the team, uh, how the game flow went uh, as opposed to really the final scoreline sometimes. Because sure. I, don't, I don't think the scoreline is usually uh, a very fair way of measuring, you know, a lot of opponents. Now there's some. That you know are pretty consistent. Whether you if you catch ten straight L's, yeah. Uh, you, yeah. I mean, most likely there's a trend there, as opposed to you know three or four or you know three out of four or three out of five. Uh, so it, I think it just depending on the team, you, you're really able to tell, uh, you know, more so or matchups more so than others. Mm. All right, Ike. Well, hey, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, good luck Sunday, first leg of the uh, the conference semifinals, and. Uh, We'll be back here before uh, before you guys play at home again next week. Yeah, thank you. What's your prediction? Actually, don't say it. I, I kind of want to know. Say, I, don't say, any, I don't have any predictions. I say say it when we get off. I don't know if I want to hear. Okay, all right. <laughs> you actually you actually guys can check my prediction. It's online at the Kansas City Star website, and uh, we'll just I always just sort of like to pretend that you guys as players don't read anything. That I, I didn't write. see it. I, I haven't seen it one make, of your predictions this year. It makes me feel more comfortable if I just imagine that you guys never read anything that I write. Don't be wrong, Sam, because I might not be back next week. That's what I'll tell you. All right, guys. uh, Thanks for joining us on what apparently might be our last podcast. Thanks, guys. (laughs)